This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. I want to welcome everyone back to another episode of The Drop Podcast. Before we get to the highlights of the Blues-Blue Jackets game, I want to touch on something that people have been asking me questions about, been getting emails, direct messages, so on and so forth. And that is the incident with Don Cherry. First of all, I want to say one thing. I am a firm believer that someone that comes from one country to another country should have the opportunity to grow and have the opportunity to better their lives. With that being said, Don Cherry has been a great announcer throughout the years. Sometimes he mispronounces people's names. Sometimes he goes on a tirade. Sometimes he's living in the past. But you've got to understand where he's coming from. He's a guy that has seen hockey come from a game that is not a worldwide type of game. He's a guy that coached in a different era of hockey. So for people to call him out on the fact that he talks about the old days, I don't understand that. Now for people to call him out on his comments about wearing a poppy, I can understand both sides. However, his comments were not hateful. He did not say, I do not want immigrants coming to my country. He did not say, stay where you're at. You have no right to come here. He didn't say anything like that. Some people are calling it hate speech. And I think in today's world, those two words are used way too often and way too leniently. It was not hate speech. He's an emotional guy. His feelings are that he wants everybody to appreciate what the veterans of the country of Canada mean to their country. Whether you believe in going to war, whether you don't believe in going to war, he was stating an opinion. And his opinion, which he has every right to say is, if you come to the country, by all means, please wear a poppy. I don't understand how people seeing this as hate speech. I don't understand why people are just ripping this guy apart. He's allowed an opinion. And it was an opinion that a lot of people have. If you ever go to Canada, you will see people wearing poppies that time of the year in remembrance of the people that fought in wars. And as I stated, Whether you believe in going to war, whether you don't believe in going to war, this has nothing to do with it. This is a man that stated an honest opinion. This is a man that should not have lost his job. Don Cherry did not intend for this to be taken the way it's taken. And he's being railroaded. He really is. You can agree with me. You can disagree with me. That's great. But what Don Cherry said was not hate speech. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of emails, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of direct messages, and I'm sure I'm probably going to lose some viewers. That's fine. I firmly believe that you have the right to do that. If you don't like my opinion, don't listen to my show. That's, it's no skin off of my back. 
And I will not hold anything against anyone. Because you're allowed to have your opinion that you didn't like what he said. And I'm allowed to have my opinion that says people are taking this way too far. Well, let's go ahead and get into the Blues-Blue Jackets game. I know every time Jake Allen starts a game, people get uneasy. People start already thinking the Blues are going to lose the game. People just go nuts. They act like Jake Allen is a guy that has never had a good game in the NHL. And I'm going to tell you right now, this game could have been a blowout if not for Jake Allen. And he started making some good saves in the first period to keep the Blues in the game. Far side. Justin Falk defending the former Carolina Hurricane acquired earlier on this season. Here from behind the net. Anderson. Wrap around. Allen gets a piece of it. It's off the side of the net. Oh, nice move by Anderson. The hustle takes it to Petrangelo. And a pad save there by Jake Allen. The great hustle by Anderson. Jake was really on during this game. But, you know, if you keep getting pressure against you and your team doesn't support you defensively like they should, something's going to eventually get past you, and it did. Just a little before the 10-minute mark of the first period, Columbus would get on the board to take the lead one to nothing. Walking out of the corner. Nyquist keeps the feet moving. Puck dropped away. Right to Dubois. Denied. Rebound. Scores! The Blue Jackets are on the board. Gavrikov, his first in the NHL. Okay, here starts with almost an odd man rush, two and one for Jackets, not quite. Nyquist patient with the puck, finding a spot. Dubois, big man, takes the shot. Gavrikov flowing on the far side, buries it for his first NHL goal. After some pressure on Jake Allen, Gavrikov was all alone on Jake Allen's stick side, and he puts it past him nine minutes, 34 seconds in, and the Jackets are up one to nothing. Late in the period when things were winding down, Mackenzie McEachern would get the Blues on the scoreboard, and this is all due to his hard work. York Strand back of the goal for Gavrigoff. That's kept alive by the Blues. And McEachern in a round, wrap chance. He scores! McEachern, what a play! And he's tied the game at one. And Oscar Sundquist does a brilliant job of keeping it in, but look at the determination, the strong on the stick by Mackenzie McEachern. York Strand was unable to get the puck out of the Columbus zone. Sunquist is right there. McEachern ends up with the puck, goes behind the net, comes around, and puts it past Carposalo to tie the game up at one each. I really love the work ethic of McKenzie McEachern, and that's why he's able to get the goals that he gets. That would be McEachern's second goal of the year. Sunquist gets his fourth assist, 19 minutes, 17 seconds in. We go out of the first period tied. And I think the Blues are very lucky not to have this game 3-1 to one or 4-1. to one. Columbus outshot the Blues 14-9. to nine. The Blues need to work a little bit harder on the defensive end. And I thought they did. I thought they looked better in the second period. And by looking better defensively, they were able to spend some more time down in the offensive zone. And Braden Shin would get a power play goal just a little under the halfway mark of the second period to give the Blues a 2-1 to one lead. Robinson, the rookie, who goes for Trippy. Scored his first NHL goal in their last game in Montreal. Wide open, Shen. He scores! A power play goal! His fifth power play marker, and the Blues have taken a 2-1 lead. This is a nice little one-handed poke. And what Darren Peng was talking about, 
was the great little poke pass by Jaden Schwartz. Jaden Schwartz sees the puck, just pokes it forward with a stick to Braden Shin, and Braden Shin has just been on fire this year. I know everybody's happy to see Braden Shin being signed to a multi-year contract. However, I don't think anybody expected him to have this great start to this year, and the Blues got him at a great annual salary. That goal by Shin would be his 11th of the year. Schwartz gets his 12th assist. Perron gets his 11th assist. Power play goal, 9 minutes, 4 seconds in. Each team had 10 shots on goal in the second period. Heading into the third period, I thought the Blues let up a little bit. This team needs the killer instinct. When they have a team down 2-1, to one, they need to push and make it 3-1. to one. They need to push and try to make it 4-1. to one. And that's not what they've been doing when they do have some of these losses, when they have a goal or two lead. And just two minutes and 50 seconds into the third, Pierre-Luc Dubois ties the game at two each. Now along the board. Blue Jackets Milano backed up there by Savard. Up behind the net. Jake Allen's out. He retreats. Jackets off the wing. Dubois scores! Pierre-Luc Dubois. We're tied. Well, let's take a look at the save save of it. Jonas Gopsalo earlier here. Scrambling. Not sure where the puck is. And it's under his pad. Then he goes two bad stacks. And then, similar to the first goal where Vladislav Gavrikov scored, this time it goes in for Pierre-Luc Dubois. The Blues are unable to get the puck out of the defensive zone. Pierre-Luc Dubois heads towards the net. The puck gets to him, and he puts it over Jake Allen, and we're tied at two. That goal by Dubois would be a seventh of the year. Bimstrom gets his fourth assist. Milano gets his fourth assist. Two minutes, 50 seconds in. The Blue Jackets continue to put pressure on Jake Allen. They outshot the Blues 11-7, but Jake Allen kept it tied in regulation to take it to overtime. Fresh legs on, and Winberg will sweep in. Far side, Petrangelo. Chops it ahead for Barbashev. Pick, pass picked up, kick save. The left pad again after that turnover by Jake Allen. Jackets on the turnover. Arch out. Lay. Handing it to the Blue Jacket. Fips from with a nice pass. Two Blues converge. As a result, Jackets get a shot away. But Jake Allen, who has been just as sharp as Scorpio makes another save. So we head to overtime. We know how many games the Blues have played in OT. They've come out on top a lot. But this would not be one of those instances. Columbus would win the game. Zake Wierenski would get his sixth goal of the year and it would be on a power play in overtime to give the Columbus Blue Jackets the 3-2 win. Right back to Zach. Wenberg down low, and the shot again fired high. Atkinson, Jones. Jones, Wierenski scores! Jackets win in overtime! John Luke. Yes, and what I like about it again is we saw set up earlier in Montreal. It didn't work out. Seth Jones was on front side, and today they switch swap. And the one-timer is deadly. We've seen the Blues benefit from a power play opportunity in overtime. You just cannot do that. It just really kills you. Five on four is one thing, but four on three is a total other thing. There's so much more space on the ice for guys to move around. Wierenski takes the one-timer, puts it past Jake Allen. His sixth goal of the year, Jones gets his ninth assist. Atkinson gets his eighth assist. 
3 minutes 34 seconds into OT, the Blues fall 3-2. to two. Let's go ahead and head to the stats of the game. And when you hear me say that Jake Allen had a very good game and it could have been 4-1 to one out of that first period, here's why. Shots on goal, the Blue Jackets 39, the Blues 27. Face-offs, the Blue Jackets won that battle 54% to 46%. Both teams were 1-for-3 on the power play. Hits were pretty even, 18-16 to 16 in the Blues' favor. The Blue Jackets outblocked the Blues 18-11, to 11, and the Blues had 13 giveaways to the Jackets' 5. Let's set up the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from Mackenzie McEachern, Jake Allen, and Coach Craig Berube on this overtime loss to the Blue Jackets. Going into overtime is as much as we are. I think a lot of them we have leads and going mm-hmm. into the third, so I think we just kind of have to find that killer instinct and kind of put teams away rather than giving away the points to the other team. Yeah. we was talking about that. When you get it to 2-1, to one, taking it to 3-1, to one, and another chance to do that tonight, and you just aren't getting that done. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something we kind of have to focus on and bear down on. I mean, obviously... I guess it's nice to get a point out of that, but obviously two would be better. So I think we just have to kind of go back to the drawing board and figure a way out to kind of close games out and get two points. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we lost the last two. We got a point. But uh, you're finding ways to win games before and, you know, come back or, or different scenarios. But, yeah, we, I think we need to step on the throat a little bit more, if you want to use that term, and, um, you know, find ways to, to slow the teams down. It's not necessarily just scoring goals. It's about killing momentum. Uh, slowing the game down to our pace, sort of dictating what we want to do on the ice. And mm-hmm. ultimately at times uh, that sometimes creates frustration and mm-hmm. opportunities for us. The way the second period was going, did it seem like that was going to happen? Yeah, you know, I thought that the latter 10 minutes of that period, I thought we uh, we were pretty dominant. You know, mm-hmm. we really stuck to our game. You know, I thought our forwards possessed a puck rate. Um, you know, our D were pinching and we were just sort of playing quick. And, you know, uh, that's us, and did you get back to that tomorrow? Yeah, we had a chance. Pretty well. I thought we played pretty well in the second period. Third period, not so well. That sums the game up pretty much. Yeah, I mean, the first period, it seemed like they did a good job of keeping you outside. And then the second period, yeah, it seemed like you were in, What was the difference between the second period and the first and the third? Well, I think we just made more plays and, um, you know, made more plays. Like you said, got to the inside. Just we're a little bit hungrier, you know. Third period, I th- didn't execute any plays. You know, basically, you know, just gave get the puck, get the puck out of our zone, and they got it back, and they just you know went back at us. You know, they did a good job of uh, just staying on us, and we're kind of on our heels that period. Two straight games where you've had a too many men penalty. And, you know, well, that's time. just yeah. So just you gotta you gotta use your brain. You gotta we gotta think better there. Like you know, we can't. You gotta be patient. And wait till the guy gets off the ice. Just, Unnecessary penalties. Unnecessary penalties in regulation will kill you, but really unnecessary penalties in overtime will kill you. The difference in this game was the fact that the Blues did not play very well defensively. They weren't sound defensively. Columbus spent a lot of time in the offensive zone, and if Jake Allen hadn't come up big, this game would have been probably done after the first period. Not saying the Blues couldn't have come back, but Columbus was playing pretty good defensively. Carposalo had a very good game. The Blues will have to be much better tonight against the Ducks. They're going to have to support Jordan Bennington much better than they supported Jake Allen last night. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time. 
Let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.